Welcome to Leadership Minute with Joseph Vo. Leadership Goal The toughest person to lead is always yourself. During a Q&A question, someone asked, What has been your greatest challenge as a leader? I think my response surprised nearly everyone in the auditorium. Leading me, I answer. That's always been my greatest challenge as a leader. I think that's true for all leaders regardless of who they are, who they lead, and what they accomplish. We sometimes think about accomplished others' leaders from history and assume that they had it all together. But we really examine their lives, and whether you're looking at King David, George Washington, or Winston Churchill, we'll see that they struggle to lead themselves as well. That's why I say that the toughest person to lead is always yourself. It's like Walt Kelly exclaimed in his Pogo cartoon strip, We have met the enemy and he is us. Acknowledging that leading yourself, myself, is a challenge thing bring back some painful memories. Many of uh, my leadership, as John Maxwell stated, breaks down and have been personal breaks down. It's a leadership career that has, has spanned almost four decades that John Maxwell made plenty of mistakes but he made experience only four major leading crisis leadership crisis and I'm and he's sorry to say that all of them were my fault the first occurred in 1970 just two years into my first official leadership position after two years of work I won over many people and was a lot going on However, one day I realized that my organization had no direction. Why? Because I lacked the ability to prioritize correctly and bring focus on my leadership. As a young leader, I didn't yet understand that activity does not necessarily equal accomplishment. As a result, my people following my example were wandering in the wilderness for 16 months. In the end, I didn't really lead them anywhere. The next crisis came in 1979, at the time when I felt pulled in two directions. I had been successful in my second leadership position, but I also realized that if I was going to reach a broader audience, which I felt that was the, the, the right thing to try to do, I would have to leave the organization I had been uh, a part for the first 12 years of my career. My uncertainty and the personal changes that I was dealing with negatively impacted the organization I led. I became unfocused and my vision for the organization became cloudy. My passion and my energy also began to wane. Leaders who aren't focused aren't as effective as they could be. As a result, they weren't moving forward as effectively as we could. The third occurred in 1991 when I was overloaded with my work and my wife. My life was all out of balance. Because I had been leading my organization successfully for 10 years, I thought I could take a few shortcuts to make things easier for me. I made three difficult decisions in rapid succession without doing proper due diligence or take the time to needed to process to everyone through them. What a mistake. As a result, people were not prepared for the decisions. I was unprepared for their response. The trust that it had taken me 10 years to build began to erode. To make matters worse, when people who questioned my decisions balked at following my lead, I became increasingly impatient. I angrily thought 
What is their problem? Why do they? Why don't they get it and get on with it? Within a few weeks, I realized that the problem wasn't them; it was me. I ended up having to apologize to everyone for my attitude. The fourth occurred in 2001, and involved a staff member whom I needed to let go. I'll tell you more about it. In a leadership, first responsibility is to define reality. The bottom line was that my unwillingness to make difficult decisions cost me many dollars and some key personnel. Once again, I was the source of the problem. Judge yourself. If we were honest with ourselves, we'll admit that the toughest person to lead is ourselves. Most people don't need to worry about the comp- competition. Other people aren't re- the reason they lose. If they don't win, it's because they disqualify themselves. That's true for leaders, as is for anyone else. They are often their own worst enemy. Why is that? Number one, we don't see ourselves as we see others. Number two, we're harder on others than we're on ourselves. We don't see ourselves as we see others. My years counseling others taught me something important. People seldom see themselves realistically. Human nature seems to endow us with the ability to size up everybody in the world except ourselves. That's why my book, Winning with People, I start with a mirror principle, which advises the first person we must examine is ourselves. If you don't look at yourself realistically, you will never understand where your personal difficulties lie. And if you can't see them, see them, you won't be able to lead yourself effectively. Number two, we are harder on others than we are on ourselves. Most people use two totally different sets of criteria for judging themselves versus others. We tend to judge others according to their actions. It's very cut and dry. However, we judge ourselves by our intentions. Even if we do wrong thing, if we believe our motives were good, we let ourselves off the hook, and we are often willing to do what that oh, to do that over and over before requiring ourselves to change. Here are some keys to uh, leading yourself. Number one, learn fellowship. Number two, develop self-discipline. Number three, practice patience. Number four, seek accountability. The truth about successful in any endeavor, we need to learn how to get out of our own way. That's as true as as leaders as anyone else, because I've known many many years that the toughest person to lead is me. I have taken steps to help me to do that, and by practicing the four following, it will help you to lead yourself and be prepared to lead others. Learn fellowship. Bishop Fulton Sheen remarked. Civilization is always a danger when those who have never learned to obey are given the right to command. Only a leader who has followed well knows how to lead others well. 
Good leadership requires an understanding of the world that the followers live in. Connecting yourself, your people becomes possible because you have walked in their shoes. You know what it means to do, be under authority, and thus have a better sense of how authority should be exercised. In contrast, leaders who have never followed well and submitted to authority tend to be prideful, unrealistic, rigid, and autocratic. If those words describe your leadership, you need to do something, some soul-searching. Arrogant leaders are rarely effective in the long run. They alienate their followers, their colleagues, and their leaders. Learn to submit to others, another person's leadership, and to follow well, follow well, you'll become more humble and effective leader. Number two, develop self-discipline. It's said that one day, Frederick the Great of Prussia was walking on the outskirts of Berlin when he encountered a very old man walking uh, ramrod straight in the opposite direction. Who are you? Frederick asked his subject. I'm a king, replied the old man. A king, laughed Frederick. Over that what kingdom do you reign? Over myself, was the proud old man's reply. Each of us is monarch in our own lives. We're responsible for ruling our actions and decisions. To make consistently good decisions. To take the right action when needed and to refrain from wrong actions require character and self-discipline. To do otherwise is to lose control of ourselves to do or say things that we regret, to miss opportunities we are given to spend ourselves into debt. As King Solomon remarked, the rich rule over the poor and the borrower is servant to the lender. In the decision character, British essayist John Foster writes, a man without decision of character can never be said to belong to himself. He belongs to whatever can make a captive of him. When we are foolish, we want to conquer the world. When we're wise, we want to conquer ourselves. That begins when we do what we should do, no matter how we feel about it. Number three, practice patience. The leaders I know tend to be impatient. They look ahead, think ahead, and want to move ahead. And that can be good. Being one step ahead makes you lead a good uh, a leader. However, that can also be bad. Being 50 steps ahead could make you a martyr. Martyr. Few worthwhile things to in life to come quickly. There's one such, there's no such thing as instant greatness or instantly maturity. We are used to instant oatmeal, instant coffee, microwave popcorn, but becoming a leader doesn't happen overnight. Microwave leaders don't have any staying power. Leadership is more of a crockpot proposition. It takes time, but the end product worth the wait. At the end, the product is worth the wait. Leaders need to remember that the point of leading is not to cross the finish line first. It's to take people across the finish line with you. For that reason, leaders must deliberately slow their pace, stay connected to the people, 
enlist others to help fulfill the vision and keep people going. You can't do that if you're running too far ahead of your people. Number four, seek accountability. People who lead themselves well know a secret. They can't trust themselves. Good leaders know that that power can be seductive and they understand their own fallibility. To be a leader and deny this is to put yourself in danger. Over the years, I've read about many leaders who fail ethically in their leadership. Can you guess what they had in common? They all thought it could never happen to them. There was a false sense of insecurity. They thought they were incapable of running their lives and the lives of the others. Learning that was very sobering for me because I shared the same attitude. I thought I was above such possibilities and that scared me. And at that moment, I made two decisions. First, I would not trust myself. Second, I will become accountable to someone other than myself. I believe those decisions have helped to keep me on track and able to lead myself and others. Lack of accountability in your personal life will certainly lead to problems in your public life. We saw that at time that time and time and again, high-profile CEOs a few years ago. A Chinese proverb say, "When you see a good man, think of emulating him. When you see a bad man, examine your heart." Many people feel that accountability is a willingness to explain your actions. I believe that effectively, effective accountability begins way before you take action. It starts within getting advice from others. For leaders especially, this often develops in a stage. We don't want advice. We don't object to advice. We welcome advice. We actively seek advice. We often follow the advice given to us. Let me repeat it again. For leaders especially, this often develops in stages. Stage one, we don't want advice. Stage two, we don't object to advice. Stage three, we welcome advice. Stage four, we actively seek advice. And stage five, which is the top stage, top stage, we often follow advice given to us. The willingness to seek and accept advice is a great indicator of accountability. If you seek it early, before you take action, you'll be less likely to get off track. Most wrong actions come about because people are not being held accountable early enough. Leading yourself well means that you hold yourself to a higher standard of accountability than others do. Why? Because you are held responsible not only to your own actions, but also to do for those of the people you lead. Leadership is a trust, not a right. For that reason, we must fix ourselves earlier than others may be required to. We must always seek to do what's right. No matter how high we rise or how powerful we become, it's a struggle we never outgrow. When Harry Truman was uh, thrust into the presidency and up upon the death of Franklin Roosevelt, Sam Raymond gave him some uh, fatherly advice. 
from here on out, you're going to have lots of people around you. They'll try to put a wall around you and cut you off any ideas but theirs. They'll tell you what a great man you are, Harry, but you and I both know you ain't. Yesterday, I participated in a conference call with board members of organization who had to step in and hold a leader accountable for wrong action he had taken. It was a sad experience. He will probably lose his leadership position. He has already lost the respect. If he had only let himself effectively first, the board's action would not have been necessary. After the call, I thought to myself, When the leader doesn't inspect himself, the people don't respect him. Thomas Watson, the former chair, chairman of IBM, said, Nothing so conclusive proves a man's ability to lead others as what he does from day to day to lead himself. How true. The smallest crowd you will ever lead is you, but it's the most important one. If you do that well, then you will earn the right to lead even bigger crowds.